hello friends uh episode 13 tell me where to turn this is glenn i i have returned the rumors of my demise were unfounded but i have successfully returned from vacation i'm a little thrown off by you being in a full basketball jersey for this i don't understand <laughs> we're in a definite time crunch here i we, mean i know we're supposed to be sports focused yeah but you don't yeah. have to wear a full jersey you I think I'm going to keep banging into this window the whole time. So just every every time you hear a loud noise, it's my elbow hitting the window. And I, it throws you off. I'm in my Kareem Abdul-Jabbar jersey with goggles and short shorts and everything. I just don't. I don't understand. I know you play in a rec league basketball. I don't understand why you have to be in full uniform three hours before the game starts. Well, we're only about an hour and a half before the game, and we're in severe time crunch. As soon as this is concluded. We're hitting the hitting the truck and going straight to Carrollton to see if we can bring home a title tonight. So what? So what, how how does it go down tonight? There is this is the playoffs. Playoffs, semifinals at eight o'clock. If we win, championship at nine fifteen. So four teams. Yep. What seed are we going in with? Second seed. Second seed. Okay. Is there a chance? I mean, is the is the one oh, seed yeah. far and away, or uh, could they, this happen? They haven't lost all season, but the. When we played them, it, they beat us by like five or six points. So we'll see. But our team is very – we finished second. I think we lost two games during the season. But uh, we depend on the outside shot, I guess, put it that way. You're living and dying with the three. If, if we're firing, then, yeah, anything is possible. If if the team is cold, then I'll be back here about <laughs> by about 9-13. Should I just wait here and just do an hour by myself? Take you, some calls. You can take some calls, you know. And then and then we'll wait for your truck to drive back around the corner. I'll be able to see you because I'm sitting like literally yeah. smashed up against the window here. Either way, either we, we, we get to the championship or we lose the first game, I get to come home early and uh, get plenty of sleep. So either way, I'm good. I'm sure your teammates are going to love to hear yeah, my, that attitude. You're like, the, you're like the, the selfish you Darvish who only thinks about strikeouts. You just only think about sleep, apparently. <laughs> That's what I'll tell him when we're done. I was like, man, really going to get a lot of good sleep tonight. You're, you're standing there and you're like, well, I could pass the ball, but I really like to sleep, so I'm just going to jack up a shot myself. You know, I have been known not to throw a game, but maybe if there's a game where there's a – business trip or a nice you know guy trip or something we're leaving first thing in the morning and there's the prospect of a second game there might be a little less than 100 percent effort here and there and just let's get out of here early so you're making a business to shit the business decision i'm just making a decision of fun at that point either way whatever type of trip it is so anyway speaking of trips Got back from a little family vacation. Oh, we're well aware. We pretty much had to almost file for podcast bankruptcy while you were gone. You know, I did hear uh, episode twelve. You and you and Dave. We tried, man. I well, you know, I a lot of wrestling talk. I really enjoyed your theater arts podcast. If we could just get Dave to get out of that dang well. Yeah, that's tough. But you got to keep him down there. He gets out of control. Well, that's why he's not here today. He's still stuck down there, and yeah. it's you know it's hot. It's it's August. I'm worried about him that he's not going to hydrate enough to make it out of there. Okay. I mean, we lower the bucket of water down there every day. What he uses it for is his own business. Can you imagine how many rent to own outfits are going to be really, really 
reevaluating their bottom line if Dave never comes out of that well. Well, we've seen you've seen the Rena Center numbers, have you not? No. What is this? Uh, the CEO announced just I don't know if it was just the last quarter or to date in 2016, but they are they are definitely running in the negative. Oh no. Well, if we can get Dave out of that well, I'm sure he can get things tightened up there. No I'm doubt. Sure he needs a new 75 uh, inch 4K Ultra. Yeah. At a reasonable price to pay off over the course of 66 months. At, at a reasonable weekly price. Yeah. Absolutely. So vacation, not really that much to really speak of. Family vacation. You go on vacation more than anybody I know. And now true. you're going to come in here. We've got people in this world that can barely afford to have any type of entertainment in their life. And now you're going to come in here and say, yeah, I was out of town for a week. It wasn't even that great. It, well, I went to Arkansas. Oh, well, never mind. I take so, it all back. Yeah. I think the uh, pop-up window was saying that our two microphones were giving each other feedback. I've never seen that before. Mm. Well, that should sound awesome. So later. I guess we'll record this, and then if we listen to it, the whole thing just has a yeah the whole time. I'll just keep it in there. We'll just leave a warning that said, hey, from <laughs> the first like 12 minutes, you're not really going to be able to hear it. We'll just leave a warning in there. It says, listen to this at a, at a lower than usual. Yeah. Usually you have to listen to it at like 50 at on the well volume level. dial so you can hear what Dave's yeah. saying. But since we've got a quiet environment, two mics, I'm sure there's going to be some other technical malady that befalls us because just, we're even 13 episodes in, we're still incapable of re- recording a good quality yeah, just product. even borderline amateur at this point. So anyway, Arkansas, family vacation. You do kind of the family thing. I mean, it was as fun of a vacation, and it was fun. I'm not going to say it's not, but as fun of a vacation you can have when you're traveling with your three-year-old and your one-year-old. Mm-hmm. It's a little restrictive and... Tear it up? Absolutely. Just the whole state of Arkansas? Yeah. <laughs> I ate at a Golden Corral and got... Here we go. Uh-oh. Ten minutes in. Maybe a little diarrhea. <laughs> oh, no. But, hey, it's Golden Corral, and you got to expect that I didn't die. Um, this following, earlier in July, that I went to Poncho's in Denton, so I put both of those into the same month, and I'm still here. So two, two of the most storied buffets... In American popular culture, you they, visited both of them within the last 30 days. They have check marks next to their names. And does diarrhea have a check mark after both or just one? I, I think just one. Okay. I think Poncho's was pretty kind to me, actually. Wow. Yeah. It's all those years of building up immunity yeah. to Poncho's. Yeah, absolutely. Just a steel, steel stomach. I don't know. Um, so, yeah, Arkansas was okay that... One observation, obviously, it's a stereotype, but it's true. But the the backwards, no, well, no, but the backwards people, backwards looking people you see in Arkansas, just people that aren't particularly doing well. No, just people that aren't doing very well. What they've done is probably related to them in some way, or who okay. they've done, maybe. Yeah, and uh, they're make America make America great again caps all over the place. I'm sure. But, uh, yeah, just a family deal. So were you staying in a hotel? No, it's it's like a timeshare resort type thing. Fairfield Bay, Arkansas, if anybody wants to look into it. Not interested. It's like a resort. I'm and probably never, literally never going to look that up. No. Uh, I, I won't either. And I've, been, I've actually been there twice now, bragging montage. But um, outside of the resort itself, it's the just affluence. surrounded by just Arkansas nothing. So is this like a... Uh, hot springs type venue uh, what's the is it a spa what's the hook here why would you travel there 
uh, I went there because my wife's family selected this location and that's where we were going. Okay. So I didn't, I didn't pick it. And one reason it was selected was just because it was within driving distance and we have little ones and didn't really want to fly. See, to me, driving distance is like Dallas. Anything else, I'm flying. Yeah. I'm not driving across state lines with kids. Did you fly to Arlington and you went to work yesterday? <laughs> she took my chopper. Okay. Well, John Daniels needed me, so yeah. there's a lot yeah, of... Yeah, that's true. The The smoke signal was put up. I, my my uh, consult services were needed. Yeah. So I don't, otherwise don't have much else to share about the trip. It was just, you know, just well, another great. one. And it's been episode 13. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, you know, I can't think of uh, when my next trip will be. Oh, wait, it'll be like in less than a month. Are you serious? I didn't hear this. The baseball trip. Oh, okay. Well, I'm going on that trip, so it doesn't count. Yeah. That's a common man's trip if I'm going on it. Yeah. So more, more to come on that. And then I guess we go back a couple episodes. We had Speedway and race racetrack talk. Yes, and I, I think I was telling you right before we started our show, the uh, one of the more popular shows we've done. Not surprising. The dirt like track is race, a hashtag place. racing. Ricky might be out there if he's still alive. Yeah, still follows me on Twitter. Don't think he's posted anything since about 2012. His ability to access the internet may be highly regulated by the federal uh, penitentiary yeah. system. I'm not sure. So this story about the about the dirt track, I'm gonna estimate I was like seven or eight years old, but I can't remember exactly how old I was. Okay. Um. Bathrooms are an interesting place. Do they have the dirt uh, track? The trough. The the trough is very heavily involved here, and it was a trough with no ice in it. Oh no! Which means you got a trough. You need you need ice in it now. It wouldn't have helped this situation, but now um, is this the trough that had no uh, outside water supply? It's just yes. the trough with the hole that goes down somewhere. Yes. And that's that's what you get. Yeah. And so I, I'm estimating I was seven or eight years old because I was a young kid, but I was old enough that nobody's like taking me to the bathroom or waiting right outside. Like, it's okay. Yeah, you got to go, go and come back type of thing. So I'm estimating right. seven, eight so years you, old. You're, you're old enough to handle yourself. Yes. If, so to speak. As it were. Um, and, but my bad habit was I loved the races so much that I would wait until the very final, final moment of urgency before I would go. Till you were right on the precipice of having to pee? If, well, I didn't just have to pee, sir. So. Well, I don't know if you know this or not, but the trough is not conducive uh, let's, uh, let's to that second the story. item. Let's finish the story. So, and this isn't even, I think this is just a, like practice laps because we would get there early because my dad was racing and all that kind of stuff. So. Sure. It's not even the actual races. It's just cars, you know, doing running hot laps and stuff like that. But anyway, uh, so yeah, it's me and mom up there, and all of a sudden, the urge has been there, but now it's it's go time. It's becoming imminent. There's no turning back at this point. So I gotta go. So I rush down men's restroom. Now you got the trough. Actually, I think you got a trough on both sides at Cowtown Speedway. Mm-hmm. They're double trough stalls. Not a dime a dozen. Right. Because there was one in there. Because most people in their right mind know that you do whatever you have to do to avoid doing yeah. that act at and the dirt track. I would have if at all possible. Now, the one stall was occupied. And probably my best move as a kid would have been just to go in the women's restroom. Nobody would have said anything. They would have you thought... 
probably at seven or eight get away with that. Yeah, but I was in full panic at that point. So you really waited till the last minute. Yes. There was no... Like, I could have walked the 20, 30 feet, whatever, to the women's restroom. That's as far as I was going to make it anywhere. You couldn't just stand along the wall and wait for whatever was happening in the stall to... No. I don't think it was ending anytime soon. Okay. It was... It it, it seemed to be pretty terrible in there. So I've got no choice at this point. Now, fortunately... It's early in the uh, in the racing evening and schedule. There's so there's not a lot of people. Not there a lot of yet. people there. There's nobody else in the bathroom, and I'm like, I'm either gonna have to go outside and like hunker down behind the building. I'm not gonna crap my pants. So it's and I'm not going outside where people can see me. So is it's that, do, is that trough starting to look pretty good? <laughs> so is it? Do I take a dump in the floor, or do I just hunker over this trough and just? plop down well you must been a, have been pretty tall for seven or eight because i remember seven or eight having to stand on my little tippy toes just to get just to get uh, enough clearance yeah. over the lip of the uh, trough to even get my pp to go in there <laughs> i can't remember if there put was it mildly yeah if there was any type of step or stool or anything <laughs> that type of stool to stand on no pulleys levers. um but anyway long story short I took a dump in that trough, and then I got the... Please tell me somebody caught you while you Nobody walked in, and I got the heck out of there as quickly as I could. There's no toilet paper by the trough. No, well, hey, at that point, I didn't care, so I probably Again, just, not I just to, fit in at that point. Not to get too graphic for our podcast listeners, but... Usually when confronted with that level of urgency, things don't always come out uh, ex- no, no. exceptionally clean. Yeah, I would say that this was not explosive. It was just it was just ultimately necessary. Okay. So so there you go. So seven-year-old Glenn hunker or, or somehow props himself up high enough. Hero move. Can you imagine the poor... I mean, I don't even know if they had a janitor at Cowtown, but the poor oh. guy that comes in and discovers that. They got one of those like nets they use to clean out, get fish out of an aquarium or something like that. Because, yeah, there's no way to wash it down because there's no water. I, I wonder whoever walked in there, if they saw that and it disgusted them or if they just died laughing. I just hope that whoever it was that discovered that somehow is listening to this. And it, it, <laughs> 30 plus years later, some dots get connected for that person. And they show up here about 10.30 tonight. Well, hopefully, or maybe they'll just show up for game two. <laughs> so, um, I guess the other thing that we've teased in, well, my gosh, well, it's been several episodes. I know. Like. High school reunion talk. Well, yeah. I mean, gosh, it really was literally months ago. It was, it was the end of June, and we either have not – I don't know that you and I – just us have recorded since since then no because the episodes we released were recorded weeks back to just you know okay let's go ahead and pull the curtain back again it doesn't matter um, I, I don't know so overall 20 year high school reunion I, i'm gonna give it a thumbs up i i i mean i'm not gonna debate you but but boy that just sounds like a beating to me let's yeah let's reset that uh it was just me wife right, was which out of I think town. was a smart decision Wife was out of town, so one, you're free and clear not to do whatever you want, but you know, you don't have that tag along, and you don't have the awkwardness of introducing your spouse to everybody, and they don't really know anybody other than a few people that maybe I still hang out with, with actually none of those people went to the reunion, 
So that factor was gone. So it was just me. And uh, I was looking forward to it until like the night of. The night of. The night of. Product placement. Um, and I drove, it was in Fort Worth. And I drove out there and I, you know, you're not going to get there right when it starts. 15, 20 minutes oh, late. Oh, tell me you don't more want about to be, this. So you don't want to be eager to be like the first one in the door. A little fashionable like entrance. Yeah. So did you wear your basketball jersey to this too? <laughs> Uh, no. Did you go I, with like a throwback? No, I dressed like crisscross. Everything was backwards. <laughs> um, so I get there and started like at eight. I got there like eight fifteen, eight twenty. Um, so I, I walk into this, I forgot what the bar was called, where it was at. And they had like the patio upstairs reserved. TGI Fridays? No. So I get there and I'm a little bit leery now that it's actually game time, that this is just going to be completely failed. But I guess I could have, if it was, I could have just left after 30 minutes and been like, you know, well, whatever. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're on your own time. Yeah. So I get up there and you have to like check in so pe- random people just don't crash this party. I mean, your name's on the list because you've signed up and all this kind of stuff. So I'm waiting in this line to get in and I'm looking around and I can see, you know, kind of the landscape of who's inside in the bar so you're already area. already scoping it out. Yeah. More reasons than one. And who's out on the patio. And my first oh, yeah. thought is, I don't know any of these effing people like I don't remember or recognize anybody I'm about to get out here and basically just kind of walk around by myself and just sit at a, sit right, at a table right which is another reason why I would never want to go to right. something like that that's so, the worst I mean is there a worse feeling in the world than that uh, having to be at some social gathering where you don't know anybody like I literally I thought I literally thought I'm going to walk in here and I paid whatever it was 45 bucks drove this all this way and then I'm going to go in here and basically just be scrolling through my Twitter feed for, for the next three hours is what I'll be doing. So, but anyway, I'm like, I got here, I got to go in. So we get in, I see a couple people I kind of knew in high school, but beyond just saying, Hey, how's it going? That was it. That was really just more like a drive by. But then I right. spot, I spot somebody I know. And you know, the backstory on this because I sent it to you. Was she pretty hot? And, uh, it was a he. And lo and behold, the first person that I had an extended conversation with at my high school reunion, might have killed his father during okay. our senior year of high school. Okay. That's that's an accurate might statement. Have. Well, he no, he did. He did. And did some time in Huntsville. He murdered his parents. Or his father, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, his father. And we're not going to go into the backstory because I'm not going to tell the whole thing. But the first Because person, you don't want him to hear this and then murder you. Uh, no, I wouldn't really be fearful of that. But yeah, just that, that uh, light flex there. I'm not afraid of murderers. Um, but anyway, to press on. So well, it's kind of a big detail just to throw out there. And then, and then I and just then thought it was right a nice us. little starting point that the first person I talked to did, I think, three years in Huntsville for murdering his dad. And you didn't ask him anything about that? If uh, It's like, do they really put baby oil in water and throw it on you? You didn't ask him that? No, I didn't. That would have been my first question. And I made sure not to bring anything up about anybody's dad or even say the word dad during our conversation. But, so there's a second part. So you were worried that might set him off. Yeah. He didn't be like, man, my dad's doing really good, by the way. He's great. He's totally alive. Still, I never ever found out about me taking a dump at the track. (laughs) It's been 30 years I've been keeping that secret. Um, So the second part. So, so we, you know, have conversation, whatever, but the part that I also want to mention that I'm sure you'll love is we're having just generic conversation talking about 
family, you know, wife, kids, all the general stuff. Not dads. Run through. Not dads. Not dads. Not dads. Um, and then he's like, he's like, man, are you, uh, are you on Twitter? And I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm on there. And, <laughs> I'm Glenn 311. Well, well, he was actually referring to a different account. I have the actual alias that I use primarily for Twitter. Oh, okay. But, um, the one where you put all the Trump stuff? And it was also my alias in high school. That's the coincidence. And so... Pretty well thought out. Yeah, I know. Just in the moment. Um, so he was like, are you on Twitter? You, you tweet a lot? And I was like, uh, yeah, I guess. He's like, I think I've seen some of your stuff on there. I was like, oh, yeah, really? And he paused and he looked back at me and he goes, are you friends with Mike Soroy? <laughs> And, uh, so he wants point. to kill Mike Soroy. That was the point. I Maybe I should have just turned around and put up the number one and just walked out. And I was like, you know, I'm not going to say yes, friends. But it's he, pretend friends. Pretend friends. It's, tell him it's more of a one-way it's more friendship. Of a one, yes. Probably more of a one-way friendship. And he had just seen stuff that I had put on there that I guess that Soroy had liked or whatever. Anyway, that's a somewhat of a running joke with some of my friends that I – like that Mike Soroy is my best friend. Obviously, I don't even know Mike. But I feel like an episode title is materializing here, though. <laughs> Mike Soroy is my best friend. Um, but I just thought that was hilarious. It was all I could do not to laugh. Like, I was just answering him. Like, I you know, I met the guy once and blah, blah, blah. I listened to his podcast. But he just throw, he throws it out without any other mention. Right. This murderer spots you. And all he wants to talk about is whether or not you're best friends with Mike Soroy. I, I never said best friends. You did. Those are your words, sir. That's pretty, I mean, that's a pretty elaborate story. Uh, it's totally true. Is there any chance we could ever get this guy on to talk um, about the night of? Probably not. Probably not. And it, it was during the day. And it was the day after Christmas. Indeed. And it was at his house. And I've been to that house and I've been in the bathroom where it happened since oh. it happened. Oh, my God. <laughs> Did you just feel the power when you were in there? Yeah, uh, it was it was one of the more eerie feelings of my life. There's no question. When you're, I was standing at the scene. Did you have to go to the bathroom? I had to go potty, but there wasn't a, there wasn't a trough in there, so I didn't know what to do. I was just looking around at all these. What are these things? So, um, so from there, like I mentioned. Like my, I guess, close circle of friends of people I went to high school with that I still hang out with. My goodness, what a montage this is turning into. They were not there. So it was just, it was me and a bunch of people I hadn't seen in a long time. Right. So completely out of my character, I couldn't be just the, I'm usually like just hunker down within the group that I'm comfortable sure. with. And then people will come over to me or us and to talk. To request an audience with Glenn. Yes. This was completely opposite. I've got to reach out. And talk to all these people. Reach out and touch. Some, not, a, Unwa- not others. Unwarranted physical yeah. contact. There's a little bit of that. So there was a lot of uh, you know just drive-by conversations sure. and greetings with guys I played basketball with or you know had a bunch of classes with or whatever. Did you tell them about the playoffs tonight? <laughs> not, yeah, I gave them like the date and time. You're like, look, it's two months away, but I'm yeah. feeling pretty good that we're going to be the two seed. Yeah. I think we've got it locked up. That's why I'm wearing my Manu Ginobili jersey underneath my polo shirt. <laughs> um, but also, you know, since the wife wasn't there, let's just go ahead and spend as much time with the the, the female part of the class as oh we can. Oh, my gosh. 
So that was the primary uh, target of conversation. And just of conversation, that's it. You know, nothing, you didn't drag anything out of there? No, I didn't drag anything out of there. But um, I think that made it more fun. So uh, a lot of pictures taken during the course of that night, and they're, I've, they're you know posted within like the Facebook group or whatever. So you're just praying that your wife doesn't stumble across any Why of Why would she ever do that? But there's like an inordinate. Because I'm going to find them and send them to her. <laughs> there's an inordinate, not inordinate. There are inappropriate. No, multiple or numerous pictures of just me with just like three or four women in the picture, just from standing around talking. Pretty much an average average day normal. in the life of Glenn. Yeah, it's usually Tuesday, but um, yeah, it was just like, hey, you want, you want to take your picture? Absolutely, let's do this. So, do they have a professional photographer? Uh, yeah, they did. So on a whole, how was everybody holding up? Pretty well. Pretty well. I mean, there there wasn't a whole lot of, oh my God, what have they done to themselves or right. anything like that. Um, you know, a little bit of that, and then there was also, uh, wasn't the most. I wasn't the most talkative person in high school. And other than like close circle of friends, I didn't really branch out a whole lot. So there was there was definitely people there that didn't know who I was. I and mean, really, this podcast is the first time you've ever branched out, isn't it? Ah, uh, pretty much. Yeah. Did you tell everyone that you had a podcast? Uh, not everyone. <laughs> oh my gosh. You know, I actually did mention it to a guy. I need to follow up with him. It was like anyway. when you when you told girls that, did the guy have to no, like no, 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 come no. behind with the mop to clean the floor up? <laughs> Well, it was on a patio that was on the second floor. We had to keep her from sliding off the edge. <laughs> they had to they had to get a gutter repairman out. It was yeah. so much volume. Wow. Um, no, I mentioned it to to one person, but anyway. Well, hi, one person. Yeah, he's not listening. He's in Hong Kong right now. <laughs> Sorry. I know a lot of people. So, I apparently so. Uh, so where was I at? Talking to chicks. Oh yeah. And then, like, some people didn't know, didn't know me, but they would know the person I was talking to. So, like, there was this one girl I went to high school with. I probably never even talked to her in high school. May have had a class or two with her. She she interrupts my conversation with a, a buddy of mine that I've known forever. Comes up, talks to him, then turns, and you got the name tag on. And, like, people didn't, don't know you. They're going to look at you, and then they kind of look at the name tag. Right. So she turns to me after she <laughs> says hi and talks to this guy. Looks right at me. I'm just kind of looking at her like, how's it going, you know? Looks at my name tag and then looks back up at me and just says, "Hi, I don't, I don't know you." What kind of greeting is that? Hi, I don't know you. So I just when you were like, "But I know Mike Saroy." <laughs> I just responded with, hi, "With hi, thanks." I didn't know what to say, and then we just went on with uh, you know the conversation that that I was in. But um, see if there was anything else. Um, so I, I'll share what high school I went to. It's a Richland High School, just out outside of Fort Worth. And I think we've talked, we've touched on briefly that the high school's mascot is the Rebels. I feel like that that was changed, right? Didn't you? Were you instrumental well, in Rebels getting that didn't change? change? But during the course of my time there, we promoted change to let's just distance from this whole Confederate flag thing. Right. I would say the attendees at the reunion were super white. That is. Not a hundred percent, but now was that in line with the makeup of the school? When uh, you were there? Yeah, for the most part. I mean, I mean, okay. I don't know the exact percentages, but I would say, uh, just for example, the African American student population was probably certain. I'd say less than ten percent of graduating class. And of that ten percent, how many of them showed up at uh, 
TGI Fridays? Um, I off the top of my head, I think I might be able to count them on one hand. So maybe ten percent of that ten percent, <laughs> maybe if wow. that, because that was a that was a good running. I had two running uh, running jokes was to walk up to somebody that I knew and kind of look around and just be like, where are all the black people at? Because so the obvious so answer we didn't go to high school. You haven't any. seen these people in 20 years and you thought racial humor was the way to go. Hey, the other... Seems solid. Yeah, the other uh, good shtick was I was there alone, but people know that I am or was married at one time. Uh, so somebody would ask where my wife was at and I would either tell them that we're, that we're not... Hold on. One, I would use... Well, we're not currently together. And then after the awkward pause, it'd be like, well, cause she's out of town. She was on a trip with some, you know, some friends or, uh, what did I say? Somebody asked me that. And I said, uh, she's not currently with us or she's not with us or something like that. And somebody actually like, like hesitate, like, Oh my God, I'm so sorry. And I had to, had to stop them with uh no, just, she's just not currently here. I mean, she's still alive. So do you think you will, stay in touch now with any of these people or is this a one and done and you won't see him again until 30 or 25? I think for the most part, a one and done. So you didn't inherit a whole bunch of new female Facebook friends? Uh, no, I don't, not any that didn't already exist, but they, you know, just haven't had the, had the face to face. If you will. Yeah. As as it were. We kept things very face to face and that was it. That was the extent of it. Just very more traditional. You might say that face to face. Yeah, understood. I, just, I, you know, I want to be respectful and and classy at this type of event. While you're making jokes about very offensive racial topics, all I did was ask we if we had fifty black students in our high school class. Let's just estimate that. I was wondering why none of them were there. A simple question. That's it. That. Do you think that's a good possible uh, episode title? Where are all the black people? No. <laughs> okay. In fact, I'm probably just going to delete this whole section of the show. <laughs> Distancing. Just think it'd be a good point now to just say where this is. These are Glenn's thoughts. And sometimes Glenn, you know, he gets wound up and you got to let him go. I don't know what to say. And ha- I mean, this this all happened. I'm just telling historical truth here. Is all I'm all I'm trying to do. It's just funny to me that you can't even remember the name of the restaurant you were at, but you can in great detail no, 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 it was, talk about the racial makeup of the crowd. This is, um, this is really offensive to me. Bar Louis. That's what it was called. Now, was it spelled L-O-U-I-S? No, it was L-O-U-I-E as in, I don't know, somebody named Louis. Okay. Louis, kind of Armst- Louis Armstrong there. is L-O-U-I-S, so... Yeah, so yeah. that was what would have been a bad one to go for. Yeah, edit that part out. It's okay. Yeah. So yeah, that's all I've got about reunion talk. But when whatever uh twenty five or thirty years, I think probably go. Kinda depend on venue and stuff like that, but I think we'll make it. You'll plan another trip out of town for the wife? Yeah. Absolutely. I actually I might might just say, Why would you want to go to this? You're just gonna watch me make an idiot out of myself. You can do that any day. That's true, but the stakes do seem a little higher. Mm. I'll just, uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll figure that. I got five years to work on that. Okay. So when, by then when we're, uh, uh, oh, hell, we're on about episode 227. 
We can talk about the 25 year. How many of those 227 is it going to be me or me and Dave by myself because you're on vacation? That's what I want to know. I would say 20 to 25 percent of them. So just get just get get Dave out of the well, and uh, and ready to podcast. I understand. Yeah. So you want to since we talked about something that happened two months ago, you want to talk about something that happened yesterday and. Have a little trade deadline talk? Sure, I'm. I'm more than happy to. I know we. I, well, I believe that we stand kind of on uh, opposite sides on this thing. Not not completely opposite sides. I think the team's better now. I just I just don't know. No, you're good. Oh, I thought I saw two uh, kids about to make out. Am I imagining that? Do you I, see this? I'm not sure why you're looking at me when you're saying. No, this. I'm seeing a reflection in the window behind you. Are they outside? About to have teen. This is live footage. Teen of, love out there. I can't. I can't tell what angle I'm getting though. Oh, they're on the other side of that. Why am I looking? This is. This would be maybe a felony if I even see this. You know what? I think they're older than than I thought. <sighs> okay, we we got to get back on on track with the switch. Sorry, Carlos Beltran. That was a, that was as bad as Copa America there for a second. <laughs> My apologies. It's like game six of the finals is on in the background or something. You know, one thing I think, one thing I do, I will say, I really think the Rangers do a great job of evaluating their own talent. And if you think about all the big trades that we've made and the names that have gone, there hasn't really been that case of somebody, you know, like, oh my gosh, Justin Smoke hit 50 home runs. Right. You know, Blake Bevins. You know, twenty wins and striking out. Yeah, I went to Chick Fil A, and Mike Olt was the one that <laughs> filled up my Dr Pepper for me today. But you know, simply from simply from a you know name and where they rank on a lot of the organizational lists. You know, I mean, I I hated to give up what we did, yeah. but I really do have faith that JD knows what he's doing. Well, they've definitely over the last couple of years they've more or less mortgaged the. Pitching prospect future, right? But maybe they know there is no future. I mean, maybe that's yeah. the, maybe that's the that's the denominator here. Is they know they know what they dealt and they're okay with it. Yeah, or they're just gonna hand you Darvish a blank check and just whatever amount of yen you want to put on there, just write the number in the in the blank. Well, speaking of you, and I was gonna, and I and I will. I, Lacroix was the one that was kind of the non sequitur for me because. Everybody was just gushing about, like he almost became the star of Deadline Day. Like that was the, I mean, exclusive of Sale and Archer. But like, where's Lacroix gonna go? Where's he gonna go? I'm, I mean, he's a good player. I mean, you know, for for a catcher, he, you know, he really, you know, offensively is good. You know, supposedly a great pitch framer works well defensively, but. To me, I didn't feel like that the the hype that was going along yeah. with the name was justified. And I really Chirinos and Wilson and Holiday, the platoon. I, I don't know that that was going to be the I difference. Guess, I guess the only thing that's sold it for me is the fact that he's not he's may, maybe not here long long term, but he's more than a rental for this year because they've got him yeah. for all the next year too. And Daniels has been good about that. I mean, if you think back to most of the deals yeah. we've done, that extra year of being able to control him yeah. is is something that he's really but, interested in. But Beltran is just this year, right? And Beltran was was definitely more the rental, and he's thirty nine years old too. And I, also, so I don't I don't know that you necessarily want to get no tied up no. long term with him. But and isn't he, he's having a great year? He's a switch hitter. 
I think that they must really think that Chu's not going to stay healthy. You know, I mean, he's progressing. He's about to come off the DL. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I'm okay with that. When they got Carlos Beltran, and from what I understand, maybe I heard this wrong, the Yankees are paying his full salary. Yeah. They just got the prospects in return, right? And, so, they, and they got a and they got a decent, yeah. They for, got a good haul for for, for a guy that wasn't going to be there. A next guy year. who's thirty nine years old. That, yeah. yeah, I mean, for all, I mean, I bet he will play next year. I mean, yeah. he's having too good of a year this year to retire, right? I mean, unless he wants to, which I I doubt he does. But no, I mean, it's this is the quintessential shore up your your lineup for the stretch run. You've got yeah. to, you know, I think the fact that you know he can play the outfield. That he could switch hit, you know, with Prince going on the the DL, it adds, you know, a little bit more pop in the middle of the order. Not that we needed it. I mean, everybody's hitting on this team. Yeah, I feel like, I mean, when he was acquired, the first thing I thought of was, I mean, it's a big big bat. He's having a great year, and it's a switch hitter. You can you can play in the outfield, but the first thing I thought of was he would be the DH. Yeah, and I think that's primarily yeah. the plan. Now, if Chu gets hurt, then that well, yeah, that gums all that. But up he's got again. the flexibility. He yeah. can you you can actually put him out there. Yeah. It's and not I, like putting Napoli out there. Right. Oh, my gosh. And I think this proves once and for all that, that Bannister hates Gallo for whatever reason. I don't know what it is, but they've got no confidence in him. Yeah. I and, feel like the way the team's constructed now, I don't know. It Just the power in the lineup and very top-heavy pitching staff mm-hmm. rem- reminds me a lot of Toronto from last year. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I, offensively – we're going to be a, a beast for anybody to contend with. Yeah. And at the very top of the rotation, I think that's a great analogy. I think it's a fantastic analogy. Something's going to have to happen yeah. in that three, four, and five spot. I mean, once we get in the playoffs, it's not as important. No. You but get we still got to get there first. Yeah. And really, we got to get there and get there and not have to play in that stupid wild card. Yeah, you got to win mean, the division. We win the division – and things are trending that way right now, but it's a long season. You, we've got we've got Colby, who was who was very effective before he got hurt. You know he's kind of looming out there. You know Lucas Harrell. It's just a guy. I but saw I him know. play a lot in Houston, so I'm going to be wow. very skeptical. Well, I mean, in this kind of a he was always kind of a fringe fantasy waiver wire guy. You know, he'd go out there yeah. and have a couple of good games, strike some guys out, and he'd go pick him up, and then he'd just get blown up. He's very right. hot and cold. Yeah. I, I, I want to – a lot of people have just said that he's basically just another version of Nick Martinez. I, I think he's got a little more upside than that. But it, he's not a transcendent player. You're, it's I don't definitely think a stopgap. You're not going to want him to start a playoff game. No, I, I don't no. want him to pick up a ball in a playoff game. Yeah. Unless we're getting our brains beat in 12 nothing, and right. we need somebody to go out there and just – Right, falling the sword for us. Yeah, I mean it's probably setting up where, I mean the bullpen looks better as long as it's not completely just no, gassed by the end of the year. And, and this guy uh, Jefferson came yeah, along he's with Croy. He's great. I mean he was closing yeah. for for Milwaukee. I mean he strikes guys out. He's, I I don't think he's going to supplant Dyson, but he's definitely no. there if we need him. Right. So I mean I feel like that that maybe gets Kella or Bush out of some of the higher leverage situations, which is probably good. Because, you know, just in the last couple of weeks, I think they've been exposed a little bit. I think yeah. they're guys that that have really good stuff, but if it's not just firing perfectly, they can get just beat in. And I don't know that yeah. they have the pitcher intelligence level to, to, no. to be able to be effective when they don't have their perfect 
functioning stuff? No. Yeah, I think, uh, well, Matt Bush has really struggled here recently. Well, and part of that's Banny's fault. He does not ever need to be going out there for a second inning. I mean, that just doesn't need to happen. But I think Banny... Benny abused Dyson and Diekman so bad earlier in the year. And I think he finally heard that criticism or, or somebody in the front office talked to him that now all of a sudden, like he's overmanaging to keep them protected, which in a way is good, but it's also led to this yeah. Bush exposure. I, I hesitated even bringing that up. I'm going to stick with that. <sighs> Really, you know, he, he he did some time in prison. He didn't kill a guy, though. He just ran over his head. Right. With his, for the help. No, the guy was on a motorcycle. Well, he wasn't he on hit. the motorcycle when he got run over. He wasn't? I think he was on the ground at that point. I think he had knocked off said well, motorcycle. Well, okay. <laughs> then the collision occurred. He was on the motorcycle. He wasn't, like, just yeah. pushing it down the road. Well, no, not that I know. Wow. But, well, we're sorry for his motorcycle and his in his head. head. But but sale didn't move, Archer didn't move. Some of the big things they could still happen on waivers. Yeah, but nobody it, that big, I don't think, is going to be. It gets a little trickier. Yeah. You, you know, usually with the waivers, you see people that. Well, I mean, honestly, Beltron would have been the kind of guy I would have seen moving on waivers, because nobody's probably going to put in a claim for him because of a stupid contract. Yeah. And then they'll work something out, and and uh, I don't know that I see that happening with any of the big names. Maybe we could just expose Chew to waivers, and somebody will take that contract. Is that not? Is that not how it works? Should we should we fly, fly back to Arlington now and tell JD we've got it figured out? <laughs> we'll just run Chew through waivers. You then, just pass him a little note. Yeah, and then when somebody claims him, we just won't do anything. Yeah. We'll just let him have him. It's great. Yeah. This is gonna be perfect. Wow. So, I mean, it's setting up where if they don't add any more pitching. Get to the playoffs, theoretically, it's probably very much like back, what, 15 years ago when the Diamondbacks <laughs> won it. Randy Johnson, Kurt Schilling analogy yes. here. And you need, you need your top two to just be dominant. And if they are, you're not going to lose a seven-game no, series. With, 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 with the bats that we have, yeah. in, in the, if you have Cole and you firing, of course, it's, it's going to be hard to beat us. Of course, as good as those two guys were in that playoff run, they – Still had to score two runs on Rivera in the ninth to win that series. They actually, it's the Yankees had revisionist a history. It didn't happen. Okay, maybe that was a bad point. Okay. Another thing about Lucroy, though, I think is funny. I is, sports bullied you? Yeah. Well, I, I backed down. But no, I think it's it's funny too. So he he joins the team tonight in Baltimore. And they're throwing him right in there to catch you's crazy Japanese. I thought about that today too. I've, I would have figured that they would have they would have either worked him in, you know, as a you know pinch hitter later in the game, maybe let him work in after you, yeah. you know, hits his pitch count. But yeah, hey, welcome to Texas. Here, go catch the craziest, uh, you know, thing you're ever gonna try to catch. Oh. And and yeah, and try to communicate with him in Japanese while you're at it. Good luck. Wow. Well, we'll see. Uh... See how things turn out. I'm, I'm feeling pretty good. Feeling pretty good about division title. Beyond then, it's just a big crapshoot. Yeah, but. I mean, Houston, Houston, you know, scared us, but it just kind of goes back to prove that those big deficits. It's like it's like a basketball game where one team gets way ahead. You know, you can make it scary, but to really you spend so much close effort, those yeah. deficits, it's hard. And and you can't, you know, Houston got really hot, but you just can't maintain that level. Easy schedule. Right, and, 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 and but you just can't maintain it. I mean, there's just there just comes a point where yeah. 
the just the law of sheer baseball math is going to catch up to you. Yeah, I don't think I don't think they have the pitching unless Texas just collapses for some reason. Yeah, and I think I th- I think you know barring some ridiculous bad injury luck, you know I think these these deals if anything have have um have done that. Yeah. So let's hope let's hope that what I said earlier s- sticks to to the truth and that, you know, in a couple years from now, we're doing episode 500 or whatever. We're not Obviously. talking about, you know, Lewis Brinson going, you know, 30, 30 and Luis Ortiz is Cy Young winner. Yeah. Wow. I mean, it's, it's bound to happen eventually, but maybe yeah. not this time. Maybe not this time. And I think the reason they didn't deal Gallo is that nobody wants him. I think we here think that he's this just prize untouchable prospect. I don't think anybody wants him. I think, it's risky. It's I think it's all or nothing with that guy. I think this people have seen the scouting report and they know what they're going to get. And, yeah, and it, it ain't good. Uh, he has the potential to be, you know, I mean, he's a lefty, but I was going to say Chris Bryant or better. But he also has the potential to to be Chris Carter. <laughs> not even that good. I mean, Chris Carter's hit twenty four home runs this year, but he's batting like. Under 200. So, oh, he is? Yeah. Okay. I was, the, the old comparison is, uh, I believe, former Brewers great Rob Deere. Yeah, that's a very good that's a very good comparison. Or former A's great Dave Well, we're Kingman. talking about Brewers, Chris Carter. That's true. Milwaukee Brewer. But, yeah, you're, every year, yeah, you might get, you know, 25, 35 home runs, yeah. but they're going to hit 213 and strike out 150 times. Yeah. It's, it, it's something that I, th- I think – I mean, I think people were lauding Daniels saying like, wow, you know, he was able to get out of this and not have to deal Gallo. I'd have been okay. Yeah. I, I don't know that that's the case. I, I'm just glad he didn't deal Mazzara, and I'm really glad uh, he didn't f- deal Profar. I still think probably in the offseason either Odor or Profar goes. I think it yeah. just, it's kind of like it's going to have to happen, but I'm glad it didn't happen now. Because yeah. I think Profar's got a lot of value to us as a super utility player. That was my thought. That they didn't trade those big, well, the the prospects being Gallo, Mazzara, and Profar. They didn't get rid of any any of them, but like the price for really good starting pitching, I'm sure, is much higher right now than it will be, you know, whenever the winter meetings are mm-hmm. or you know next you know January February. So I feel like they're holding that back in case somebody seriously is offering up. Chris Sale or right. Chris Archer. Right. Now we can go get this guy, and the price is not as high as it is at one thirty in the afternoon on the day of the deadline. I completely agree. Just holding you, completely holding agree. you ransom. So no, and in in the White Sox were motivated to move Sale because they've. I mean, they've got a good young rotation. They're not as they're not as bad where they need to just blow the thing. No, up. I don't think so either. So th- so that's why they did, and they they stuck to their guns. And we stuck to our guns, and we didn't get a deal done, which is fine. But I mean, I'm sure they would ask for even more than this, and this might maybe just me, but if they're offering up Chris Sale and I'm giving them Gallo and Profar. I'll do it. I'll drive to Chicago and pick Chris Sale up. I would do it, but they wanted more than that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure there was uh, three, four, five more guys other than that. Yeah. No, I, I would. My, I think my ideal scenario would be that they, if they have to move somebody in the offseason, that they move Odor. I don't know that they'll be able to because I think Profar is the prize there. Yeah. Odor scares me because he never walks and he hacks at a lot of pitches and it's working out great for him this year. But I feel like that's a, a skill set that could turn south in a hurry and he could be just yeah. a disaster. Yeah. 
And you'll have money invested in invested in him by that time. Yeah, and, and yeah. he right, and he's getting to the point where we're gonna have to start talking about buying out his arbitration years, yeah. doing some things. I don't know what anybody's gonna want. I mean, I think Profar's who everybody's gonna want. Well, yeah, right now. I think if if I'm gonna say anything, and that's not to say that I wouldn't be fine moving Andrus, but that's not happening with the deal he's got. No, so he's here. So whatever. Yeah. I mean, you know, Emily Jones needs somebody to keep her warm and on long road trip nights. If it's when, not gonna be me, it when Beltre's well be not Elvis. available, so it might as well be. Yeah. Be one of the middle in middle infielders. Oh my gosh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't get near that. By the way. Well, that's your prerogative. That's the way you want to live. You just now, Dana. I'm interested. You give me as much Emily Jones exposure as can be as Dana, can be got. Dana, I'm interested. Emily, yeah. Okay. Well, I think that's enough Rangers talk for one night. There's never enough Rangers. I'm, talk. I'm Rangers. Rangers out. Not, you know what? The game's going on. We could just we could just go pitch by pitch for the rest of the game. We just miss your basketball game. Let's just do it. <laughs> I know you've got your jersey on already. But let me uh, let me let me think about it. Actually, all the stuff is still in the wash, and we're inside of thirty minutes from when I need to leave. So this is a backup basketball jersey. You're yeah, this right is now? just my normal day to day wear. My my Kevin Willis jersey with my vintage Trailblazers shorts. That's two different teams. That's where the joke is there. I, so. I don't know. Uh, I know anything about basketball. Yeah, I know. So let's tease ahead to episode fourteen because I think you've got something that we're going to find pretty interesting to talk about coming up tomorrow night. Uh, yeah, tomorrow night, uh, I will be attending in person at AT&T stadium guns and roses. <laughs> huge. This is huge. I don't want to do, do too far into it. Cause we need to, this is what we'll start everything off. Right. With no, in the I next want the episode. Full, I want the full story. Are you going by yourself? I'm not going by myself. Okay. Are you going with anybody that was at the high school reunion? I'm not going with anyone who's at the high school reunion. I'm going to someone going to someone going with someone that I actually haven't even hung out with in literally years. Mike Saroy. Not Mike Saroy. Okay. <laughs> Somebody you've literally never hung out with. Yes. Uh, no, actually, that is true. Um, but no, I haven't hung out with this person in years. We used to hang out a bit, but he he's his uh, he is infamous for making a late night phone call to me one Friday night, asking me if I could possibly get up the next morning, drive down to Waco, and help him move out of his house because he and his wife were getting divorced. Okay. So that's his uh, claim to fame. So. Yeah, he's meeting over here at the house after work tomorrow, and then we're headed to Arlington Way, and I'm going to enjoy this. So who else is on the bill besides Guns N' Roses? Uh, the Cult. Are you familiar with their I fine work? I am familiar work? with The Cult. So I'm familiar with maybe a few songs of theirs. And yeah, wasn't I mean, a just big the fan. hits, but I, that's, that's interesting. Yeah. Interesting bill. So we, I can go in the next episode, as we're talking about the show, yeah. I can kind of lead in with my... I'll just say with this band... Their first album hit when I was about nine, ten years old. This was the first band that I ever liked or loved. I guess if you put it that so way. This is like a this is like a bucket list thing for you. I, Have you seen them before? I've seen five years ago. I saw him here, but it was just Axel and his group of mercenaries. Okay. I don't think there was, except for maybe the guy that plays like the keyboards. There were no other original members. Right. And it wasn't bad. Um, he, you know, cause the whole thing is that he's fat now and he's lost his voice and all that. 
He doesn't have quite, and we'll confirm this tomorrow, he doesn't have quite the vocal range he used to. And it is true that after every or every couple songs, he disappears to go backstage, I think, to take like oxygen so he can uh, keep it going. Um, But the show itself was good. And that was at Jexa. And it, you know, Slash wasn't there. So this is like, this is the Cowboy Same sold out, I'm assuming. Uh, They're drawing between like 40 and 50,000 at these other venues. Wow. But but the thing is, like. Did you drop some money on these tickets? Uh,. Yeah, wow. it wasn't cheap, and I'm not on the floor. We're like in the lower lower bowl, like it'd be like behind the end zone, mm-hmm. and there the stage is basically the opposite end zone. So, but it's still a good vantage point, I wow. hope. But um, well, yeah, I awesome. don't want to I don't want to blow all this now. No, but, no, no. But I I mean I feel like I feel like a very Guns and Roses centric episode next would be pretty funny. I. Just get ready for a lot of trolling because I don't know anything about Guns N' Roses. So, well, you need to you need to study up a little bit because I'm just going to ask you all questions as if they were like Weezer or somebody. I would just deflect that just right away. But yeah, you need to study up because I might just work in a lot of random lyrical references or you know something like that. So, are you planning on uh, like taking an Uber there and really no. tearing it up? No. Okay. No. But, tell me where to turn is not going to come into play. At no. Um. I don't know if uh, I don't know if I'm going to be driving or not. I guess we'll figure that out tomorrow. One thing I thought of: the show doesn't start till eight o'clock. Going back to kind of where we started at the beginning of mm-hmm. episode thirteen, mm-hmm. there is a Poncho's in Arlington that's still open. Oh yeah, it's right by Six Flags. I think it's right by Six Flags. Is well, it, it sounds th- to me. It sounds. You think to me that's like a good idea? It sounds to me like you've got your whole night planned out. I figure we go from here. We drive to Arlington. Spend about an hour and a half in ponchos. Head over to AT&T. Shortly before the show's getting ready to start, I've got to rush to the bathroom. Spend about an hour and a half in the bathroom. Rush to the bathroom. Just tell me where the trough is. <laughs>